Welcome to episode two of the Surviving Single podcast. I am happy to have you guys here with me again. Before I get into this episode, I want to talk about, um, I guess, me being gender neutral in the episodes. I am mindful of the fact that like about 5% of my following on TikTok um, are, are men. And beyond that, the women who are following me, not every last one of you guys are heterosexual. I know that when I made content on TikTok and even when I record these episodes or when I recorded the first episode, I always default to him saying, oh, if he did this or he did that. And I know that that's not suitable for everyone's situation. So I am going forward going to be making more of an effort to just say they rather than him. And so, yeah, I hope that um, makes things a bit more inclusive for everybody. Because when I originally started posting, I was just thinking I'm posting for women. Like, I myself, I'm a heterosexual woman. I date people who identify as as men. So that's, you know, pretty much been the, the basis of my content. But the more I post, the more I see that not everyone who's following me is heterosexual. And not everybody is a woman. So... Yeah, I'll just say they and just bear with me because I might you know, slip up and switch back and forth. I saw a comment on one of my TikToks and it's like, oh, this whole thing with gender neutral until you got to the last point. And I'm like, right, I didn't realize that. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. So I am mindful and I am aware. Um, so in this episode, we're going to be looking at or we're going to be talking about moving on. So I want to preface this episode by saying that moving on is hard. It's always hard because there's no good time to give up on someone you think you love and somebody who you want to be with. And the reason why I said someone that you think you love is because a lot of times once the dust settles, you might realize that you were never really in love to begin with. Of course, sometimes it is genuine love, but oftentimes, you know, you look back and you realize that that wasn't the case. So I hope this opposite makes things a bit easier for you and makes the whole process of letting go a bit less scary. Now, before I dive deep into this episode, I want to talk about changing the way that you speak to yourself when it comes to moving on. It's not uncommon to think about how hard moving on is. So if you're constantly saying to yourself, oh, I'll never get over them, um, I want you to put a spin on that thought. Spin it on its head and say to yourself, moving on is hard, but I'll get over them eventually. Or you might want to say something like, um, yes, it hurts now, but it's not going to hurt forever. Or even keep it simple. Like one of my favorite things is just to simply say, I'll be okay. Like, I'll, I'll be okay. You, m- you might not be okay now, but eventually you will be okay. And that's basically how you comfort yourself and reassure yourself that everything will be fine eventually. And over time, there'll be, you know, less of that doom and gloom and more optimism. I want you to realize that you're not as fragile as you think you are. If you give yourself a bit of credit, you can get through hard things. Now, let's set the scene here a little bit. Like, obviously, there's a number of different reasons why you might be moving on. So I'm just going to throw out a few like example scenarios for you. So you could be dating someone and everything's going great, but all of a sudden they've switched up. They're being a bit wishy-washy and it's no longer going good, but it was once good. And now you're hanging on because you're hoping that you can get that good thing back. 
And now it's come to the point where you're the only one making an effort and you're doing everything you can to show them that you're the one. Like, this is what you want. You want this relationship. But they're just, you know, they're not feeling it anymore. And if that happens, then, yes, it is important that you you move on. Um, Or maybe it's a situation that you and guys were never good to begin with. Because we've all hung on to people who just were just straight up, you know, trash bags, really. <laughs> I don't mean to say it that way, but, you know, it's, it's just never been good. Like, they've always just been a big, massive walking red flag. And for whatever reason, you've ignored those red flags. And you've ignored their hesitations and those indirect ways that they are telling you that they don't want to be with you. So now it's a situation where maybe if you don't call first, you guys never speak. Or if you try to make plans to see them, they're always, they're busy, they're working, they're doing this, they're doing that. They're not doing anything to show you that they are interested. And then of course, it could be a case of everything was going great. Everything was going well. And this person, they've decided to end it with you. And it could be a number of different reasons why they've ended it. And they might have even gone about it the right way, you know. They might have just called you or sent you a message, spoke to you in person and let you know, like, hey, this isn't working. I don't want to do this with you anymore. That still hurts. And that can still be a hard situation to, to move on from. It's not necessarily that things were, you know, just always bad. It could have been a really good, a really good relationship, but for whatever reason, as I said, they've decided that they no longer want to move forward. And now you have to pick up the pieces and move on with yourself. And of course, there's a whole bunch of different scenarios that can be hurtful, or, you know, reasons why you need to move on from a relationship. And it might seem like you'll never get over it. But you have to have faith in the fact that the pain will eventually go away right? So the pain that comes with moving on, that pain will go away. That might be within one month or it might be in a year, but it will go away. So let's sort of look at that process of letting go. I think it starts by first looking at the reasons why you need to move on to begin with. If it helps you, write them down. Get really clear on them. And it could be for a number of different reasons. It could be that he's not interested. It could just be you guys want different things. And all of the scenarios that I have pointed out previously, there's essentially reasons why you might need to walk away. So think about all of those reasons why you need to let go. And assuming that it's obvious that this person is, you know, nothing's coming out of this relationship anymore, then you, you've said everything that you can and you've done everything that you can to make it work. The first thing you need to do is block and delete. There is nothing else can be done. You have to block and delete. And this is where you'll probably do a lot of crying because you've now realized this is the end. And that hurts. And it takes time to be okay with this. And you don't want to delete them without blocking them, you know, to keep that line of communication open. Like you are going to be tempted to do that. But trust me, there's no coming back. And if they do come back, It'll probably be no different. So the first thing that's called this day one, you block and delete. Now, after that, I guess we'll call this day two, you have to get rid of any traces of them. So deleting your conversations, deleting call logs, um, any pictures that you might have them, blocking them on social media. You have to get rid of 
all of that. Um, and I know people heal at their own pace, but I think for this part, like it's best you give yourself one or two days to just sort of reminisce. Like, you know, we're all going to look back at those pictures and wish things were differently and scroll through the social media and, you know, have those good memories. So just give yourself like a day or two to do your last scroll through, your last picture look at and just reminisce. And then after that, move forward with it. Just go back to, as I say, blocking, deleting, getting rid of old traces of them. If you go past one or two days, obviously that's fine. But you do run the risk of ruminating. And that's, you know, it's like torturing yourself, really. So try not to. The thing with moving on, for most people, you need to sort of strike a balance between doing it when you feel completely ready and just sort of ripping the band-aid off. So that's why I say just give it like one or two days. Um, And then those first few weeks, those first few weeks are going to be hard because you're going to catch yourself thinking about them. You're going to catch yourself essentially mourning the relationship. This relationship that you wanted or that you had in your head for you guys, you no longer have that now. So you might find yourself mourning that relationship and thinking about them. And then you're going to start thinking of them with other people, them dating other people. And that stings. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes to think about the person that they wanted, that person being with somebody else. And when that happens, you want to remind yourself of the reasons you walked away to begin with and think about how good it's going to feel when you do actually find somebody um, who, who wants you in the same way that you want them. And to be clear, it's okay to feel sad. You know, don't try to suppress your emotions and act like they're not there. Just don't don't do that to yourself at all. Feel everything, literally feel everything. Cry as much as you need to, cry as often as you need to. But it's also important that you don't allow yourself to ruminate. And when you feel yourself sort of going on that rabbit hole, gently bring yourself back. You know, talk to yourself how you talk to a friend. That's what I like to say. Be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself. So if you start thinking about how much you miss them, it's not a situation of, oh my God, I'm so stupid. How could I miss this person who's treated me badly? It's more along the lines of, it's okay for me to miss them because, you know, this is somebody who I wanted to be with. And you're absolutely, you're human. You're human. You have feelings. So just being kind to yourself, being patient and being gentle really is what you want to make sure that you're doing. I feel like I'm talking a bit lower on this episode and I probably am. That's because my brother is staying in my guest bedroom. (laughs) So it's like I feel really mindful of the fact that he could hear me and that makes me feel awkward. But anyway, let's get into it. Let's just keep going. Um, So what was I just talking about? All right. So I was saying how you don't want to talk to yourself negatively And I guess I'm going to really quickly do a rundown of the the more things that you don't want to do to yourself. And the first thing I would like to mention is going on the rebound. You don't want to do that. You don't want to move on too quickly because moving on too quickly is one of the ways that we as um, anxiously attached people, that's one of the ways that we sabotage ourselves because If you're heartbroken and you're emotionally vulnerable, you do run the risk of creating the same environment in the new relationship that you had in the last one. And what I mean by this is if in the last relationship you were fighting for love, you were hanging on to a dead relationship and possibly being desperate or 
coming on too much too strong. If you're still in a vulnerable place, you can do all of those things again in the next relationship. And it'll just be too much for this new person that you're dating. You're basically making them suffer because you've not gotten over that past situation. And not only that, but because rebound relationships hardly ever last, you find yourself heartbroken again because you're heartbroken from the first situation. And then when the rebound situation doesn't work out, that creates more like self-pitying, more sadness, more anger, more oh, like, you know, I'm going to die alone. No one's ever going to want me. That 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 sort of, um, what is it, like a negative self-prophecy? You know, when you speak things into existence that you actually don't want to happen, but your actions bring those things into fruition. Am I saying it right? Possibly, possibly not. I don't know. But I think you guys get my drift. So take as long as you need to get yourself in a good space. And you don't have to be fully healed, whatever that means. But you don't want to rush things either. And you do want to be in a place where you're not carrying that pain or that burden from relationship one into this new situation or into your next relationship. Um... And don't try to don't try to put yourself on a on a healing timeline. The seriousness of the relationship, and I guess basically how much you cared about that person and your own natural resilience. Those are all of the things that determine how fast you'll get over someone. So we all see those those um, tweets. Like you see those tweets and those things on Instagram where it's people like, "Oh, as soon as you do me wrong, I'll cut you off." And I don't know about you guys, but I sometimes, I would see those things before and I'd be thinking like, oh, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not this person? Why can't I just, you know, forget somebody so easily, someone who's done me wrong? Man, nah, that ain't how it works. We are human. We are designed to feel emotion. And don't let social media have you thinking that there's something wrong with you. If you're not able to just bounce back after heartbreak or because you had your feelings hurt by someone who wasn't good for you, that is just not how it works. It's, it's not how it works. I mean, people can just tweet anything just for the hell of it. Like, everybody is in this competition to just, you know, who can curl last. Like, we're not doing that. That's disgusting as far as I'm concerned. Like, it, it really bugs me when people do that. I don't know. Anyway... Don't let those people get to your head. It's okay if you have feelings. It's okay if you were sad for three weeks, three months, three years, whatever. You do what you can to work through it. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, wow, I know they can change. I know that they can be better. I know that we could just be happy if they would do A, B, C, and D. And that's all fine and dandy that you think that, but... If that person is not willing to show up and make those changes, then how you feel about how about them and the um, potential is, is sort of irrelevant because in order for a relationship to work, it takes two people. It takes two people to both be putting in that effort. There are, let's, you know, let's keep it real. I've seen it for myself firsthand. Relationships that were toxic, just horribly toxic and for whatever reason, both those parties, they just hung on. They just hung on to that relationship. And then it eventually got to a point where both parties or whoever was the party that was bringing the toxicity to the relationship, 
they something was triggered and they was like, okay, I need to act better. I need to change. I need to make more of an effort. Like I know someone who is had a whole bunch of cheating in their relationship from both parties. The man was cheating, woman was cheating, both people were cheating literally for years. And they would have big, toxic, nasty blowouts and be calling each other names and just, you know, it just wasn't a, a nice relationship all the time. And then fast forward, you know, 10 years later, they are in a happy place now and they are married and got children and I guess got their happily ever after. But for the most part, that's not what's going to happen. And if that does happen, it's important that you remember that both people need to be in that place to make it work. Now, let me be clear about something. I am not condoning you to stay in your toxic relationships, but I did just want to point it out because there are people who are saying, well, oh, I know somebody who, you know, it didn't start off good, but it ended good. In those situations, both parties, both parties were willing participants to change. That couple that I mentioned, they have been together maybe about 15 years, I think, probably a bit longer than that maybe even closer to 20 years. This was a very early relationship from um, like the teenage years, basically from like, like 16, 17. So now they're in their mid thirties. So this is a long span. And I think obviously younger relationships, when you are in your teens, those relationships can be more forgiven. But me, I am 31. I am not going to waste one two, three years on anybody trying to convince them to change and to act right. It's just not going to happen. And I hope you, if you are listening to this and you are in a similar age bracket as me, I hope you feel the same way, which is why we have this episode. So yes, people can change, but baby, you cannot be the only one who wants to change. You both have to be working to that. And Another thing I'm going to mention as well, because one of my other, a TikTok that I had, I think it was one of my ones where it's like um, advice to my 25 year old self or my 21 year old self. There was someone who left a comment and they were basically like, you know, I don't agree with this completely because if it's not my job to fix them, then who is it? Whose is it? And for us anxiously attached people, whilst codependent people, we do have that underlying thought that we either should be fixing whoever we're, we're dating or that we can fix them. Like we're always sort of looking for a project, even on a subconscious level, if you don't realize it. But it is not your job to fix anybody. This sort of goes in alignment with what I just said, basically. But I think I need to be really, really clear on it. It's not your job to fix anyone. You cannot want change for someone. They have to want that for themselves. They have to be able to see, you know, their flaws or what's quote unquote wrong with them or whatever, however you want to word it. And they need to work on that. The same way that you're listening to this podcast and trying to do whatever you can to grow and better yourself, whoever you're dating, that's what you should expect of them. You cannot want that for them. You cannot, you know, be the person to to go out and be sending them the posts on Instagram where you've learned about avoidance and this and that and trying to be that nurturer, that mother. No, mm-mm, we're not doing that anymore. Again, that is one of the ways that we sabotage relationships because we ignore 
these people who are showing us that for whatever reason, they are incapable of being with us in the way that we want. But we want to see past that. If we can just get past that, like it'll be okay. If I just do this and do that and show them that I can love them and real love exists and they can trust me and I can be that person. Mm-mm. No, no, baby. No. <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. We are not doing that. You cannot fix anybody and you cannot force anybody to want to fix themselves or change themselves or do better for themselves. It just doesn't work that way. Now, let's take it back to you. So, at some point, as you're going through this healing process and moving on, at some point, you might feel ashamed or angry or disappointed with yourself um, or even embarrassed because I know for me, some some stuff that I let slide in the past, I look back at that and I do feel a little bit embarrassed sometimes. And it's like, I let, you know, how, how, how could I let that happen? <laughs> like, how could I let somebody say that to me or do that to me? And then go back to them and, you know, lay in bed with them, have sex with them, give my body to this person. It's like, what the hell? But anyway, if you find yourself feeling any of those emotions that I just mentioned, um, I think it's important that you work to get to the bottom of why you behave the way you do, essentially. So, you know, why are you anxiously attached? Why are you maybe codependent? Um... But it's also important that you give yourself grace and you understand that you're an imperfect person and you fuck up, but you're doing the best you can do with what you know. So you need to forgive yourself. You deserve that. And I actually, in episode number three, so the episode after this, that full episode is going to be talking about that process of forgiving yourself um for number one the pain that you cause yourself and the pain that you might have caused other people like the people you were dating um because some of us we have sabotaged perfectly healthy relationships so I talk about all of that in episode three but forgiveness is important and it's not something that happens overnight it does take time weeks months years even I have been at it, like I said, since 2019, late 2019, so over two years. And it's a slow, steady process. You just need to take it day by day, to be honest. Um, I'm close to wrapping this up, but I want to also say that whilst you're going through, another thing I want to mention as well, I know we live in this age of self-care and putting yourself first and everybody hops on about that. And obviously self-care is important. Self-love is important. And it's not, you know, it's not going to fix all of your problems. However, I do think when you are in this process of moving on and you are sort of feeling a bit more heartbroken or a bit more down than usual, it is important that you take some time to love on yourself. All of, um, and to give yourself the things that that person gave to you. So for all of us, like anytime that you feel yourself strongly attached to somebody and you feel like, oh, I can't be without them or anything along those lines, it's not even that you want that person, but it's something about them, something that they did 
and it made you feel a certain way and you enjoyed that. So I encourage you to explore whatever it was about that person that you felt you can't get over and try to give some of that to yourself and take some time to basically understand yourself better, spend more time with yourself, date yourself. Um, If you are not big into working out, then I do encourage you to maybe start getting into a bit more fitness and a bit more meditation when you're going through um, this process because I find that, what is it? What is the endorphins? Is it endorphins that are released when you work out? I think that's it. But working out does actually make you feel good. It's one of those things where we all know like the um, that is good for us, but then you put it off, you never want to do it. But then once you do it, you realize just how good it is. And it's not just obviously because of the, you know, um, the physical side of it, maybe losing weight. But like I said, it's good for um, releasing endorphins. It's good for your mental health. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel a bit more confident. It makes you feel powerful. So I encourage you to give that a try. And meditation. Um, meditation is sort of one of my fallback things when I am not in a good mental space but I do talk about this stuff a bit more in episode three so make sure you listen to that I'm close to wrapping this up just before I go though I know I mentioned earlier at the start of this episode that you need to have faith in the fact that the pain you feel will go away um you also need to have faith that you'll meet someone who is good for you and you both want each other. Now, I, I like to keep it real with you guys. So obviously there is a chance that you may never meet anybody, but who cares about that? We're not talking about that right now. We are talking about having faith and keeping faith that you might meet somebody or that you will meet somebody. And when you do meet this person, you won't have to force anything. And you know what? Truth be told, that might feel uncomfortable. Not having to prove your worthiness, not having to convince anybody to be with you, that that does feel uncomfortable. It's what we want, but it does feel a bit uncomfortable. But I guess that's a conversation for a different episode. The point is, the love that you want, it exists and you can have it. It might take some time, but it's not impossible. And just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. As you move forward, take it day by day. Don't jump ahead and worry about what's going to be happening in six months or six years time or any of that. Just take it day by day. And before you know it, you'll be back in high spirits and you'll be back to feeling like yourself and you will be on to the next one. Thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate every last one of you guys. And as always, let me know what you think. You can leave your comments on Patreon um or you can leave your comments on tiktok i do check tiktok often i think what i may do is with each episode that i release i might do like a patreon post where you guys can just sort of leave feedback and comments and questions right on that post um for each specific episode it's just something i'm sort of playing around with i'm pretty sure i'm gonna do it because why not i think it'll be easier for everybody and so yeah thank you for listening